0: you to go ahead and pull out your bibles your sermon notes we're going to go into scripture and we're going to go to romans chapter 11 that's our context of scripture this morning but before i get there i also want to say next sunday is going to be a big day around here many of you guys know we have big sundays around here every once in a while Uh, next sunday we are going to recognize and honor all of our serve team those that volunteer over the year here at madison assembly of god I know, our staff knows, we could not do what we do without you that pour yourself into our children's ministry, our youth ministry, all the things that we do. Many of you serve in our activities that we do. And I just want to say thank you even before we get there. But next Sunday is going to be a big day where we're going to honor all of our volunteers. Um, If you have not, make sure for those that are on the serve team, you sign up. What we do every year for those that serve is we do a big celebration. So this year, one more time, we're going to go to Cornucopia and we're going to just celebrate with your family. You guys can take the whole day, hang out, do hay rides. We have pumpkins for you. It's going to be a great day, so that's next Sunday. And if you're here and you, you're not on a serve team and you'd like to get involved, you can also get involved. We're going to have some sheets next next week to share, share with you what we do here. Maybe there's a team you'd like to get a part of. But how many of y'all know we honor our volunteers here at Madison Assembly of God? So before we even get there Sunday, can we just say thank you? Can we put our hands together, Madison Assembly of God, for all those that serve? We have people that drive butt vans on Wednesday night. It's just amazing what God has done here in our church. Well, today, we are going to continue. We're we're coming around to, we're halfway. We're in that halfway point where we're going to finish out. What does it mean to be a spiritual person? I hope that you're enjoying this journey. I know sometimes when you go past a certain amount of weeks, people start getting a little, oh, I've heard this, I want to move on. But listen, everybody, how many of y'all know the more spiritual that we can become for God, the greater possibilities that God has for us? You see, it's about a relationship. It's about walking with Jesus every day, becoming more like Him in my actions and my words and my attitude. Everything that I do, it matters because how many of y'all know we serve a living, real God who is not dead. He's alive and well, working on our behalf this morning, moving in our lives, even when we don't see it. How many's glad we serve a great God? Amen. Well, today we are going to talk about holistic spirituality now before you sit there and think oh no are we gonna talk about yoga and set in our pose and go "Mm, no we're not talking about that we're not talking about that we're gonna talk about what does it mean to be holistic in our walk with Jesus how many all know that every component of life needs to be under the Lordship of Jesus can I get an amen on that one every component of life must be under the lordship of christ only you can answer that only i can answer it in my own life and i don't know about you guys but as we are going through these sermons and as the lord is speaking to my heart there's been a lot of things happening inside of me as well because i just want y'all to know your pastor is not as good as a christian as he should be do you all know that sometimes my flesh wins Oh, don't leave. I'm just, uh, no, don't leave over there. Do you all know that me and my wife, we argue sometimes? Do you know that me and my children, we get into it with each other? (gasps) Do you all know that when I'm driving my car and someone cuts me off, I get angry? (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) Well, I just lied to you. See there, I'm I'm just, I'm trying to talk to (laughs) you. The point is this, even in my own life, I've been asking God, God, help me to be holistic in my walk with you. Let there be no areas in my life that are, are, are segregated out from your lordship. I want you to be king of kings and lord of Lord over my words, over my actions. But how many all know it's not easy every day? We're going to talk about that this morning. So we're going to go to Romans chapter 11. And we're going to look at verse 33 through 36, and here's what the Bible says. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of who, everybody? Of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. Inscrutable simply means you you can't even explain what God's doing. Let me ask this question. How many of you in your life God has ever done something for you and you could not explain it but you could not deny it was God. I can't explain how this happened but I can't deny that God made this happen. How many's here this morning? So he says, "How how uh, unsearchable and inscrutable are his ways? For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor?" For you that are reading through the scriptures and on Wednesday nights, we're walking through, and I encourage you to come. We're going to really break down the Bible so you can understand it. But there's a a, chap, a, a book in the Bible called the book of Job. Many of times growing up, and, and when I was in Sunday school, I called it job, right? Many of us called it job, right? But there's a book of Job. And all through Job's life, he had everything. His family was great. He had a great business. Everything was booming. It, it was just beautiful for him. He was on the mountaintop. But all of a sudden, the enemy comes in and says, God, let me take this man, Job. I will take everything away from him and he will deny you. And all of a sudden, what did God say? God says, I give you permission. You can do anything you want except for take his life. We know that Job went through many miserable things. He lost his kids, he lost his business, he lost his home, he lost everything. And then his own three friends came in and said, Job, what's going on with you? What kind of sin is in your life? And just deny God and just move on past this. But in all of that, Job stayed faithful. And he knew who God was, and he trusted God. He says, no matter what may happen, my God is Lord. He has lordship over my life, and if I die, I die. But I'm going to rejoice in who he is. And we know the end of the story. God brought back many times more than what he had. But how many of y'all know we don't like walking through the valleys, do we? But in the scripture it says... How unsearchable. Who has known the mind of the Lord? There's just things we just can't comprehend. The Bible says in Jeremiah that his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. Who has been his counselor? But then we go on in verse 35. Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? How many in this room want to repay God for all that he has done for us? Man, there's so many times I'm thinking, how can I repay God? And sometimes it comes to a fault. Remember when we talked about disciplined spirituality and we start talking about the spiritual disciplines in our life? There are many times when God says, I want you to be a human being and not a human doing, right? We want to do all these things because we think in doing all these things, we will make God happy. And and really over here, God loves us no matter what we do, right? So many times we get so trapped in thinking, I got to do all these things for God to love me. But that's not true. God loves you no matter what. There's nothing we can do to repay him. And so the the, the 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 writer goes on and says in verse 36 for from him and through him and to him are what, everybody? All things. And the and the author says this to him be the glory forever. And he puts a final statement on it amen. So be it. We can't explain God. But we can't deny that he's always moving on our behalf. So today we're going to talk about what does it mean to be holistic in our walk with Jesus. I'm going to put an image on the screen. Go ahead, fellas, and put that up there if you would. This is the best way to explain it. Here we have the compartmentalized life. In other words, I go to church on Sunday, but when I get up on Monday, that's none of your business. What I do on Monday is my business. I even say, God, you need to stay home and take care of the house while I'm gone, but this is my time. How many of y'all know that's not following Jesus correctly? Some of us are finances. We separate our finances from God's control, God's lordship. So God, I'm going to use my finances on whatever I want to. I'm not going to pray about it. It's my money. I will do with it what I want to do. Not just that, my job. I own my business. My business has no business of of you, Lord. So we begin to compartmentalize our life. Not only do we compartmentalize the things that we own, the things that we do, but some of us even compartmentalize who we are. Lord, you can have my heart, but you can't have my mind. Lord, you can have my mind, but you can't have my relationships. Lord, you can have my relationships, but but listen, there's things that I want to do. Things. Are you all following what I'm trying to say this morning? What I'm trying to say is if we're going to walk with Jesus and be the follower that Christ wants, Jesus, God, wants every aspect of you and every aspect of your life. Oh, pastor, I didn't know I was going to come and hear this today. Because there's some of us in here, we're worrying about things we should not be worrying about because Jesus in his scripture says, why are you worrying about those things? I'll take care of it. There's some of us in this room today, we're trying to, we're scared about our future. Maybe the doctor said, you have this this disease or this situation going on. And yes, we need to take care of ourselves and make sure we're doing our part. But all of a sudden we get so overwhelmed and all of a sudden we begin to leave God out and we begin to take his word and not apply it to that situation. And then we try to do things on our own. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe there's a struggle going on in a relationship. and And sometimes we go in those moments where... Really, we need to keep our mouth shut, right? But then we open it because we think we've got to fix it, right? I'm even going to say this, and I hope I don't offend anybody in this room, but I feel like I've got to address it. We have some people in this room, they have loved ones who are in hospice, loved ones who are dying, loved ones that are struggling, and we have Christian people that will go to those people and say, if you would just pray harder, God would hear you and heal your person. Let me just say something as a pastor. Shut up. Here's where I'm at, everybody. Is it okay just to be? I'm getting to my flesh, okay? If you think that you're such a good prayer warrior, why don't you go pray for that person? Who can know the mind of the Lord? Yes, the Lord wants us to be healed. Yes, the Lord wants us to be healthy. Yes, the Lord wants to do great things. But the Bible also says it's appointed unto man wants to die. Who can know the mind of the Lord? That's where the church, we get into trouble when we think that we can be the mind of God and we can tell a person and all of a sudden a person begins to go through a struggle in their faith because is God not answering my prayer. Not just that area, just all the areas of our life. We always try to fix things. I'm just as bad. I try to fix those things that I need to let God have. But our purpose and our plan is this. As long as there's breath in the body, we will continue to pray and ask God to bring healing. But we are here to do one thing with one another. And that is to build one another up, to encourage one another. And here's the thing that we forget. This is not our home. We are passing through. There's a place called eternity that we are going to. We are not meant to live here forever. And I pray that all of you live to be 250 years old. But we're not meant to live forever. That's why we talked about this whole idea between the temporal and the eternal. When you come to these moments when death and life is hanging in the balance and we just don't understand it, then we begin to understand, yes, God wants us to be blessed in this temporal life, but there's eternity that I must put my eyes to because the Bible says, blessed in the eyes of the Lord are the death of His saints. He wants us to be with Him. And there's times we can't explain what's going on or God does not answer our prayers, But here's what he's called us to do, to rejoice in the Lord and to give him glory in all things and to build one another up. So in our text today, here's what I want to share with you. The author really lays this out for us. And I'm going to take that last line of of verse 35. From him, through him, and to him be the what, everybody? The glory of the Lord. I want you to know the first thing we're going to talk about for you that are writing notes. If you want to, you can go to that link. You can actually fill out the the notes on your phone. All the scriptures are there. But for you that are just writing them down, get this from Him. Everything that we have, everything that we do, waking up this morning, the sun shining, it's from the Lord. Today, I stand before you with a biblical Christian worldview, understanding that in the beginning, God created male and female. God created the earth. God gave us what we have. Do you believe that? When I come into the church today, I don't have to wait till Easter Sunday to celebrate the cross and the resurrection, because it was from him that I stand here today. It is from Him that my marriage is still together. It's from Him that I have my children. It's from Him that I have this amazing job of being pastor of Madison Assembly of God. It's from Him that I have a black Kia Soul. Come on, somebody. I didn't say a black soul. I said a black Kia Soul. It's from Him that I have a home that I can go to. It's from Him that I can open up a refrigerator and have food. And some of you say, I can tell. Praise the Lord, I'm blessed. It's from him that I have friends. It's from him that I have you as a spiritual family. Everything is from who, everybody? It's from God. Some of us think, well, I did this or I built this. Well, you may have, but God gave you the strength to do it. He gave you the wisdom to do it. So walking with Jesus means that every area of my life is under the lordship of Jesus Christ. He is king of kings over my home. He is king of kings over my business. He is king of kings over my finances. He is king of kings over my marriage. He is king of kings over my parenting. He is king of kings over my church. Are you following me, Amen. In Galatians chapter two, verse 20, look at what the writer says here. I have been crucified with Christ. It is, no, it is no longer I who live, but what? But Christ who lives in me. Anything that you have is from God. If you're sitting here this morning and God brought you out of a drug addiction or any addiction, it was God who made a way. It was God who never gave up. It was God who put your family back together. It was God who's blessed you with the things that you have. He says it's no longer I, it's Christ Who lives in me. And the life I now live in. The flesh. I live by what? Faith in the son of God. Who loved me. And gave himself for me. Shouldn't that motivate us to walk with Christ? Isn't that what we talked about a few Sundays ago? What motivates us as we follow Jesus, this motivated spirituality? Motivated spirituality is the fear of the Lord. It's walking in gratitude. It's walking in the love of God. And it's understanding that one day when we stand before him, he will reward us for our faithful service on this earth. What more should motivate us? He says, I have been crucified with Christ. He gave himself for me. Ephesians 2, verse 10 says this: for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for bad things, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should what walk in them. Do you all realize? He prepared great things beforehand. Before you deserve to be his son or daughter. Why you were yet a sinner. Christ died for you. Why? Because he loves you so much this morning. We are his workmanship. And so anything that we do is from him. And anything from God is good. Amen. The second thing that we see from the book of Romans chapter 11. Not only is things from him but now we as the church work through him everything that I do when I get up in the morning and I get ready for my day yes Lord thank you for another day to live now I'm going to operate through you how many all know in this room some of us need to do a better job i to raise my hand that we need to operate through Christ Meaning that, God, whatever I face today, I'm trusting you. Whatever I'm facing today, guide my words. Whatever I do today, the decisions that I make, give me clarity, give me wisdom that I operate through you. And how do we know how to operate through Jesus? Well, the Bible tells us to take time to read this, right? We must know God's word. This is the final authority. This is the manual for life. This is how we are to operate. And the more of God that we know, the more of the Bible that we know, the greater measure of faith that we have. And when we start walking through the obstacles, when we have to make big decisions, when we have to do things that maybe it's hard, God is with us because it's not me walking before myself. It's me walking through him. For the Bible says, if we do anything through his name, He will bless us, amen? In Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, he says this, and whatever you do in word or deed, meaning your mouth or your hands, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Man, when you get up in the morning and you put your britches on, I thank you, Jesus, that I can put my pants on. Come on, somebody. When I walk in and can sit down to a bowl of cereal, thank you, Jesus, that I can walk to my my table and have a bowl of cereal. When I go to my job, whatever I do with my hands, thank you, Lord, that you've given me strength to do this work. Thank you, Lord, for this mind that you have given to me to operate. Because here's my prayer for our church. Wherever God has strategically placed you, your business, your organization, your neighborhood, your community is blessed because you're in it. Let me just let it sink in. I guess the question would really be is, is it really blessed because you're in it? (laughs) See, we are here to bring influence of Jesus in every area of our life. And my prayer for you is your business is blessed because you're there, because the spirit of God is in you. And everything that you do, you do through him. Bringing glory to God. Think of Daniel. Think of, of Ruth and Esther in the scriptures. Just think of all the men and women through the scriptures. How God used them. Daniel influenced three great kings. What can God do with your life? But that's where we must operate. Through Jesus. Colossians 3, 23 and 25 says this. Whatever you do, work heartily. Ask for the Lord and not for what? Men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive an inheritance as your reward, you are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not men that I'm working for, it's God that I'm working for. So if you're a contractor, a construction worker, a mechanic, a a car owner, a a Walmart greeter, or you just set at Clifty Inn, whatever it is that God has called you to do, you're doing it as unto the Lord. And our lives matter. Now, finally, the third thing we're going to talk about today Things come from Jesus. Now we work through Jesus. Now we work to Jesus. When I get up in the morning and my mind is up on Christ, I treat my wife different, my wife differently. I treat my co-workers differently. I treat the banker differently. I treat the Walmart greeter differently. I treat the McDonald's drive thru lady differently. Are you following what I'm trying to say this morning? As I live for Jesus, I begin to live differently in every area of my life. Nothing is hidden from God. Nothing is compartmentalized from God. Everything is yours, Lord. You are Lord. You are king over every area of my life. My words, my mind, my emotions, my flesh, and my spiritual being. Everything is yours.